0: we've seen some shit we've done some shit we even managed to figure some shit out and now we're here to talk about it the gay thing is a space where we share our stories with the intention of inspiring honest self-exploration and authenticity. i'm andrew martin and i'm ryan allen and And this this is is the gay Gay thing Thing. visit our website at thegaything.com find us on facebook and instagram at it's the gay thing and listen to us on soundcloud and itunes at the gay thing podcast please like share rate and subscribe thanks for listening
1: Chesting, chesting, one, two. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> For this episode, we're just going to dance. You have to imagine. Yeah. You can just hear our like.
0: <laughs> and imagine what that is.
1: <laughs> is this the start of the episode? This is I the think start so. of the episode. Ready?
0: Five, six, seven, seven. eight. <laughs> and push and push and push
1: you want fame well fame costs and right here's where you start paying in sweat come on debbie allen make those nipples hard (laughs) we went from fame to to
0: showgirls
1: (laughs) happy almost christmas happy almost new year yeah here we are
0: the last week yeah it's the last can you believe it I can't actually, because I keep thinking of like things that I did in the summer, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was just like a few weeks ago, totally nope,
1: totally. I keep thinking like excuse me, i am I had that kombucha oh, earlier you are and I'm gassy. Thinking, they make me burp like crazy, so um, apologies, listeners, I'll no, try to apologies to it. me because I can smell his burps <laughs> right now, that is gross. I can't help it. <laughs> if I hold it inside, I'll get an aneurysm um. That's a, that's like one of those old like wives' tales like moms tell you like I remember I can't remember who it was but someone's mom used to tell him don't sit on cold concrete you'll get, you'll get hemorrhoids and like, <laughs> <laughs> so for his whole life he believed that so I was like girl you don't get hemorrhoids from sitting on cold concrete <laughs> don't hold your burps in or your face will explode right that would be actually I don't really want kids but it would be fun to have kids just, just to, to, to fuck like <laughs> them <that. laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. I think of, you know, when I what, it was like May, April or May that I moved to New York. I'm like, oh, that was just really recently. Well, it was this year, but yeah. that was a while, that was like the first half of the
0: year. Yeah, it's gone
1: by really fast. It is really crazy, um, which I think is kind of, you know, you and I were talking about this episode and what do we want to share and how do we want to sort of frame it. And I think that this is that time of year, right? It's the end of the year. We're talking about resolutions or what do we want to change or what new things we want to do, or we're reflecting back on the year and, you know, what has been successful, what has been, you know, unsuccessful or challenging or whatever. And it's that time of
0: year when we always- You look back and like, think about what has happened through the year. And because it can go by so quickly, you kind of forget- the changes Mm -hmm. that you've made. And I, I was like, I finally finished my um, one line a day, five year journal. Mm. Um, And things that felt like, I mean, just time, how time is so weird. Um, Those things that felt like just a short while ago also feel like a lifetime ago, as far as my state of mind Mm -hmm. at that point in time, Um, because I feel like I'm changing and growing so rapidly, which is awesome. But also like, Ooh, I need to catch my breath sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, It does feel like things are
1: kind of moving at warp speed. And, you know, from my perspective, from the energy perspective, which is what I always look at things from first, I think is she's an energy queen. (laughs) She's an energy queen. Um, it's this past month, December feels actually November too, since moving back to San Francisco, um it feels like it's been a year's worth of growth and challenge and mm-hmm. expansion and whatever just in this past month last month and a half it's been intense. it's been really intense and it is you know it's easy to lose track because I was looking like my domain name just came up for renewal like it's gonna renew in January and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that was like only January but then I'm like January seems like I can't yeah. even remember what January was going on. yeah I mean it's crazy to me um which I think is, you know, what we want to talk about today is creating change in our life. We have this amazing workshop coming up in January, the Transformation Lab, which we'll talk about throughout the episode. And I think we can also put the link and stuff in the description. We'll finally have our first event.
0: I know. I'm so On the excited to tab. that.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, how do we actively create change in our life? And, and how not do not we... live the same fucking year over totally. and over. Totally. And how do we set ourselves up for... Change that can be accountable. We can be accountable for, and it's manageable and it's realistic. And And
0: change that grows with you, right? Like one of the notes that I wrote down as we were talking about, like what do we want to share here, is um, that goals are great, but they're also limited to whatever perspective we have right now. Yeah, and we're always changing and growing. So if we're still tied to this one goal that we had a year ago, maybe we don't need that goal anymore. Right. But maybe, you know, the feeling that we want to create in our life that can change with us and that can change with our perspectives. Um, but like, yeah, goals versus how we want to feel or goals versus, growth. Right. And I think it's
1: what, you know, go, like I think it's important to begin to assess like what is, what is motivating this goal, right? Why do I want to do this thing? Mm-hmm. And goals are important to have, right? They help us mark success and and growth in our life. And, you know, as, as someone who owns their own business, like having goals of what I want to, you know, want to get to this point with my revenue, I want to get to this point with, you know, whatever I'm working on, whatever project, but I think it's also it's what you and I talk a lot about is inspiration versus motivation. Yeah. And to me, inspiration is an internal thing that says, you know what? I want to have this experience or I want to know what it's like to do this thing, or I want to have a place in my life where this happens. It's interest. Yeah. It's interest. And I think that to me, inspiration is a feeling thing. Mm -hmm. And, in motivation, I, when I think of motivation, I always just think of a boot camp workout and someone's yelling at you. Yeah. Like, destroy those abs. Yeah. Get in shape. Do you yeah. want to be, we- you know, sweat is weakness leaving the body. Like, yeah. it's someone or something. You're going to fuck 2018. <laughs> right. Fuck exactly. it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Make it your bitch. <laughs> like, I don't really want to have an aggressive, angry life. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be angry at the year. <laughs> I'm kill this year. The fucking cage match with myself this year. Like, I, you know, to me, motivation <laughs> motivation is useful in a sense, but to me, that's always someone else's agenda. Mm-hmm. And whether it's an individual telling you, you should want this or you should go for this, or whether it's a collective saying, you should be wanting these things. And if you want, you know, everyone else wants it, or this is the yeah. mark of what success looks like. Everyone and this wants model. a fancy car. Right, yeah. everyone should want the same thing. That to me is not necessarily authentic. That to me is not necessarily what you want. It may be in truth. Yeah, totally. And so this idea that I always come back to is when we're talking about what we want in our lives, when we're talking about what we're working towards, you know, maybe I want a house and I want a car and I want a boyfriend. Those are all wonderful things. There's nothing wrong with wanting those things if you want them. But that's really like, what does that mean? I want a house. Okay, well, but but how do you want to feel in your life? How do you want to feel in your experience? And the house represents something that is a feeling thing, right? Mm-hmm. What does the house mean? Well, it means security or it means, you know, safety or it means stability or comfort. You know, mm-hmm. what does a boyfriend mean? Well, it means partnership. It means intimacy. It means connectedness. It means, you know, vulnerability. What is a, you know, a car or a body or whatever it is that you want. There's a feeling reason behind Because I believe that the fundamental reason we choose anything in our life is because of how we think it'll make us feel. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing we're after. So I think that, you know, when we're moving into this new year and most of us are talking about change or wanting something new or stopping something that we don't want to do. And to your point, like, how do I get off the fucking treadmill and make this a different year? Yeah. And I think if anyone's listening, and you and I talked about this, like, I think we all have those things in our lives that continue to elude us or plague us or be a mystery. Or we like, why do I do this thing or I don't want this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who's listening, if they're honest, probably has something in their life that they're like, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Or for m- that's been something that I haven't been able to, or I don't want to think about right. that. Yeah. Um, and you and I currently, especially, it's relationships yeah. and dating and these two amazing movies that yes. we have seen recently. The first one is um, God's Own Country, yeah. Which and the I second loved. one was uh, Call Me by Your Name, yeah. And both of them were such beautiful. And if you haven't seen these movies, highly recommend them. They're important movies for a lot of reasons. And we could even just do a whole episode about the evolution of gay characters and the representation of gay people in cinema and in pop culture.
0: Yeah, it was so nice to see these stories that were touching and drew out a lot of emotions but weren't tragic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no one got beat up, no one got attacked, no one was punished for being gay. No one's family even kicked them out. Yeah. Yeah, no one was a victim of something. Right. Um, and that was empowering because it was funny because I found myself in both movies waiting for that scene. I was like, Oh my God, is totally. there going to be a scene where someone attacks them? Yeah. They, or... They're having too much fun right, right now. Totally. Yeah. And that was very interesting. I think very telling to, to experience that. But the premise for both of these movies without giving too much away was relationships and romantic relationships, which seems to be something <laughs> that continues <laughs> to elude the both of us. Um, and, you know, for me, honestly, and, We went to see um, Call Me By Your Name a couple days ago and we shared this on our Instagram. We were both fucking bawling at the end of that movie.
0: It was so intense. And I don't know that everyone, like I've told friends since, you know, my experience in it. And I think that I had such an emotional experience in that because I needed to have the release and I needed to remember things about my longing for a partnership, my longing for that kind of love Mm -hmm. that I've kind of, that I definitely suppressed because it means that I have to change things, that I have to change my story. And so it was a big impetus for me to like, to, to dig a little deeper, but my, experience in that movie was so intense yeah i could not stop crying and it got more and more intense until i had my sweatshirt pulled over my face and everyone had left the theater and it was just you and i sitting there and i'm just like losing it
1: yeah and then the cute usher
0: guy who was cleaning up the movie after he's (laughs) like so did you guys
1: enjoy the movie
0: (laughs) yeah and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) And for me, you know, and I think, and then after the movie, we were like, we just need to go sit and like process and just be present for a second because we both had an emotional experience. And, you know, I think for both of us, that's been something that we've been talking about personally a lot and relationships, you know, if I can tick off the box, money, profession, you know, career, relationships, whatever, all of that is good except for the relationship box. And I'm not unhappy with where I am in a relationship, but I'm certainly not satisfied. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was this story of being invisible. And both of these movies were so beautiful in that it was just simple stories about, you know, men finding each other in the way that they found each other and connecting in that romantic, intimate way. And for me, the big thing was, and what made me so emotional was like, when the fuck am I going to have that? Like, I have felt so invisible lately and, you know, for the first time pretty much all year, I'm back in a place where I have a community and I have a social circle again, and I'm feeling confident and comfortable about myself. And so I'm going out and I'm, you know, interacting with people and engaging. But I'm like, we were at brunch the other day and um, our friend George had asked me, he's like, so what's going on with the relationship thing? And I'm like, good fucking question. Like I feel invisible and I don't understand what does a guy have to do to get a date around here? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I don't do the online thing because it's not for me. I've tried it and I know what it is for me and it's not that. And so that really limits my options. But yeah, for me, it was bringing up that question around relationships and what can I do to bring myself with a better, bring myself to a better place with my relationship status, period, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So there's room for growth there. And I think that the reason that we're sharing this is to, I think for me, it's, Making the connection that if there's something in your life that you're not happy with, if there's something in your life that feels unfulfilling or dissatisfying, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Right. It's just an opportunity for you to grow and for you to move in a new direction. And I believe that it's life calling you forward Right. and saying your dissatisfaction
0: with your current state is evidence that there's something better for you. Exactly. I mean, that's how I felt. That's what I meant by like, um, my emotional experience being so overwhelming and that n- no one else in the theater probably had that same type of experience. Um, and for me, it felt like life going, giving me a big tap on the shoulder and going, okay, first feel these feelings and yeah. recognize that you have them. Right. That this feels, something feels uh, misaligned. Something, yeah. you, you have sadness. Yeah you there's have pain, a longing, you yeah. have something there so first recognize that and and you know i didn't take that as i did something wrong right. i took it as like oh my god there's this part of me that that hasn't been recognized yeah. and i haven't recognized it and i haven't allowed it to be yeah um and now that i recognize it and now that i allow it, it's not so overwhelming, A, and B, it highlights that this is an area in my life that needs some attention. Right. And it's because
1: it's how you feel about a relationship. If someone's listening, they're like, well, I don't want a boyfriend. Right. And then you, your experience would be different. And so it's not about saying what people should or shouldn't want. It's that using your emotional state to cue you into what in my life is asking me to step forward in a new way. What is asking me? Reading the signs. Yeah. Moving into, and this is, you know, we want to talk today about giving people practical ways to enact change in their life. And if it's the end of the year and they're thinking of resolutions or they're thinking of change that they want to make, and by the way, resolutions don't work. So it's not about setting up this external thing that suddenly becomes a hurdle or a block or something you have to fight or resist. It's like, what do I want to shift in my life? What do I want to feel? What's the experience? And using our emotional state is a surefire way to look into our life and go, where in my life am I being called Mm -hmm.
0: to get uncomfortable? And being aware of what is, what, what are the signs around you? Yeah. Like for me, like anyone who follows my Instagram knows that for years I post hearts that I see Mm -hmm. everywhere. For me, that's kind of a cue of like, either that I'm cared for or, you know, it's a sign for me whenever I see one to remind myself that I'm loved or to express love to somebody or something like that. But then there's also things like, um, kind of relating it back to what I'm going through with relationships or or being drawn to understanding that more. Um, I'm really being aware of what's happening in the world, the conversations that I'm having, um, things that I see repeatedly, where I'm like, okay, I need to look at that. Yeah. Like I like I mentioned this audiobook that I um, downloaded that I'm listening to that has a lot to do with the science of attachment and how we attach um, to partners and blah blah blah. It's kind of it's kind of dry, but also really amazing. But anyway, the point of all of that is that I had this experience crying, letting myself feel the feelings I've worked with my own coach talking about relationships. Um, and so I'm really open to that. And then I repeatedly saw people posting about this book Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to download this book. Totally. And that to me is just like, I'm just following the breadcrumbs because I'm aware. Okay. Right now, relationships are really in my awareness. I'm going to follow whatever comes to me. Conversations, yeah. people, books, all that kind and of I stuff. And I think that that's a first point
1: that we can give people. And you, we talk about this all the time, and it's because it is so important. It's the key, I think, to everything, is awareness. Yeah. If you're in the movie and you just watched a movie about relationships and you have a huge emotional experience... That Being aware of that and allowing yourself to feel that and being Mm -hmm. aware that there's something within you that is asking for your Mm acknowledgement, be aware of that. If you're constantly seeing people who you're like, well, you know, they look fit or they look vibrant or they look healthy and that triggers you in some way, pay attention to that. If you're constantly seeing the same book or hearing the same song or hearing the same conversation... Pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to have an answer. It's not necessarily like you have to solve the mystery. It's just life is giving you breadcrumbs. drawing you forward. Yeah, and there's this quote... Um, that I heard last night and I can't remember, I think it was actually on some Netflix show about like, I think it was the mind of a chef, which is a Netflix show I've been watching and this guy, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, life is not about controlling your environment. It's about working in collaboration with it. Mm, I like that. And I think that, like you said, sometimes the sign or the breadcrumb or the clue comes from the outside, right? You see book, a book mentioned all the time, Mm -hmm. or you see a heart or whatever. Sometimes the clue comes from inside. Sometimes it's an internal reaction to something. Like crying. Like crying your, your eyes, eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> right, at a movie. And, you know, so both of them are valid in terms of, you know, guiding you. But sometimes it's an inner prompt that moves you in a direction. And then when you show up and you say, okay, I'm emotional. This has brought my awareness to something that's going on with me around relationships. Now I'm just open to feeling that and experiencing that. And then what happens externally is life begins to show up and move you in the direction of a solution or an understanding or just a greater perspective. Yeah. So I think awareness is key. You've got to be willing to sit with yourself and feel what you're feeling, be aware of it. And I think it's important, and I think we're going to talk about this in our next episode. It's important to understand that you don't have to have the answer necessarily. I think that when we're making change, we have this idea often that, well, what I
0: want or my truth or my belief needs to be wrapped up in a shiny package with a pretty bow. That you can tell people, this is what's happening in my life. I'm moving towards this. And then people will understand what you're talking about. And then...
1: Right. Because you have a concrete goal or whatever. And the truth is not always like that. Sometimes the truth is abstract, incomplete, especially in the beginning of making change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all you know is I don't want to feel like this. I don't even know what I want. Mm -hmm. All I know is that what I feel right now is sad and crappy and I don't want to feel sad and crappy. anymore. Yeah. So I think that awareness is so key because that's the beginning of everything.
0: Yeah. I think that like what we're going to talk, what we're going to be focusing on in our retreat slash workshop January 13th and 14th, that mm-hmm. lifted. Here in San Francisco.
1: It's a two-day <laughs> retreat from, what did we say, 11 to 6 each day. Mm-hmm. It's not an overnight gig, so if you're not local to San Francisco, you're going to have to find a place to stay. But um two days, 11 to 6, really deep, personal, transformational work. We want to create this space for people, Um, and we're looming it to 10 people, so it's going to be a small, intimate group.
0: Yeah, and what we want to start off with is like breaking bonds with the past. Um, you know, I think that that awareness is key, like we just mentioned and being able to start to separate yourself from a story that you've told yourself Mm -hmm. about this area of your life. I'm going to keep using myself as an example because it's so present right now. Um, for me, like my bond with the past around relationships, um, has been this story that I'm broken and that I have to fix myself. And until I fix myself, I'm not, um, I'm not able to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to create a new story, I have to let go of the old
1: one. Yeah. And I think you have to be willing to investigate it in the first place. Like you said, that's where awareness is first, that feeling that comes up. And so, you know, what, what I think people can begin to do is if they don't, if they don't know really what they want or where they're moving, they can begin to say, okay, let me identify how have I felt if I could choose five words that describe Mm -hmm. the predominant feelings and emotional states that I've had in 2017, what are they? And you can begin to say, well, I was really stressed a lot, or I was joyful a lot, or I was fulfilled or whatever. It gives you, I think, insight into kind of just where your head's at and where you are emotionally. For me, seeing those movies and the big theme for me around relationships, feeling invisible. And I've had this story. My story has been that it's not safe to be visible. It's not safe to be seen. That your desire for another man is not safe. And when I grew up in Wyoming, it probably wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, that story initially, I think, was born out of Mm self-preservation because I couldn't be super open about it in a small country, cowboy, you know, redneck town. But it's not 1982 (laughs) anymore. I don't live in Wyoming. Yeah, I'm not a kid. So for me, walking away from that movie going, wow, that just made me feel even more sort of depressed or made me this idea that I'm invisible even more prominent – What is that about? Mm -hmm. Because when I, and like you said, separating
0: yourself from it enough where you can just observe it and go, why is it that I think that I'm invisible? Right. Because it would be easy for either of us to walk away from a movie that made us emotional and go, oh my God, we're fucked up. Or that movie was just so intense. Let's go get a drink. Right. That's super easy to do. And that's where. That's like a very, um, defining moment in not creating the same year over and over Yeah, is like, yes, there have probably been many times where you could turn and face something that feels challenging. Yeah. And sometimes it's just not the right time, but many times it's just your choice of when I feel emotional or I don't feel good enough, I do X, Y, or Z. Right to numb that or to move away from it or to not think about it. Or I attach my personal story to that just because I got emotional at a movie about a relationship and I feel lonely when I think that it doesn't mean that I am lonely and I am sad and that I am depressed. Or that that story is real, that you're broken and you'll never find love. Right. It just means that that's coming up for me again. So it's another opportunity to, refresh that story and examine it and go, wait a minute,
1: do I want to carry this story forward one more time? Mm -hmm. And I think that's another point for people listening at some point in order to make change. And in order to make lasting change, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to move in the direction of that discomfort. You're going to have to move outside of the way that you normally have done things. You're going to have to step outside the comfort zone because change doesn't happen in the comfort zone. And I think it's important to note that the comfort zone is not necessarily comfortable right? It's just known. It's just known. It's predictable. It's controllable. It's something that I don't have to think about. It's easy for me to go, Oh, well, I guess I'm just sad and lonely for the rest of my life. Shut it down. And I think that's one of the things we want to offer with the transformation lab is a safe space to be where people can be vulnerable, a safe space where you can have an emotional experience or begin to investigate those things that feel scary because you're It's going to feel scary. Even
0: positive change oftentimes creates anxiety for Mm -hmm. us, right? Even change we're excited about. Oh, I mean, for me, even thinking about having the relationship that I want is kind of scary. Like, Oh my God, that means that I have to be the person that is worthy of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to to... inhabit that you, in
1: order to be in the relationship you want, you have to let go of the story that tells you, you can't have it. Right. And that story. So I call it the struggle blanket. Sometimes the very thing that we want so desperately to move away from is the very thing that we use to comfort ourselves, right? Like, well, poor me, I'm just invisible. I can't be in a relationship. So I'm just going to be over here and cry and wrap my story that I'm invisible around Mm -hmm. me and just let that be my life. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. That is a choice. And you're right. There is that moment. It's like a gap between where you are and where you want to go. And in that gap is the choice of either I'm going to stay here on the other side of that threshold and just continue to tell the same story. Or I'm going to make that leap to saying, wait a minute, I don't have to feel this way all the time if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. What I'm feeling now is very powerful and emotional, but I can make a choice to unravel this and make a new story. Yeah. And powerful and emotional is a good thing. Yeah. It means you're feeling. Yeah, totally. And we, again, I will repeat this until the day I die. The primary reason that we want anything is because of how we think it will make us feel. And sometimes we choose things because it it helps us avoid feeling the things that we don't want to feel. Or, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about this idea lately that sometimes we sabotage ourselves because the thought of really getting what we want is scarier than not having it, mm-hmm. right? Right. In order for me to have a relationship, I have to make myself vulnerable. I have to face my discomfort of being seen. Mm -hmm. I have to face my discomfort of sometimes making the first move or being visible. Mm -hmm. And that feels scary to me. But I can't, you know. You you (laughs) you can't have it both ways. Yeah, exactly. You got to decide what is more. And, you know, I think this also brings us to another point is that it's always going to be an evolution. And everything, you're never going to get to the point in your life where you don't have some accountability. Right. We always have this idea. Oftentimes we have this idea of like, oh, I just want the silver bullet that I can just finally get to the point where I take my bra off and I don't have to work (laughs) in my life anymore. I don't have to be present and I can just go unconscious and be asleep at the wheel. And I think our practices are a perfect example of this. You know, I'm going on my fourth year now of being self-employed and it's so satisfying and so thrilling and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it's also really fucking exhausting. Mm -hmm. It requires incredible amounts of energy and focus and determination from me. It's anxiety provoking from time to time when I'm like, well, things are, you know, financially, it's, you know, moving in this direction and I don't have any clients on it, but you still show up. So I think it's important to also understand that it's a journey. Like the boyfriend is not the silver bullet, the house, the car, the job
0: is not, Because once you have those things, so like, I thought that when I had my business up and running and that it felt like it was sustaining itself, then I could like take a breath Mm -hmm. and you know, I can't, I have give myself downtime and stuff like that, but, um, but then life is just calling me forward more. Yeah. It's like, okay, great, you've achieved this. You have opened this studio. You have a good community of people that trust and believe in you and that work with you. And now I'm interested in other things. I'm interested in becoming a breathwork practitioner. I'm interested in how the healing arts can expand what I do working with people. And that's not to say that that goal of opening my studio wasn't enough. Right. It was just like what drew me forward down this unending path. Right. And to me, that's exciting. But to some people, it can feel daunting of like, when does it end? Right. When you die. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go on to another experience. And I think that that's
1: an important point of like, allowing yourself to always be called forward by your experience. And I think that, you know, dissatisfaction or disharmony in your experience is usually evidence that something is asking to be examined or felt or released. Usually Mm -hmm. it's usually when things start to fall apart, it's only because you just don't need it anymore or it doesn't serve you anymore. And you, you recently recorded a video on your YouTube channel, kind of sharing some of these things that you've been going through. And you had such a beautiful way of putting it where you were saying, you know, I have this new belief about, you know, what's possible with relationships. And I'm just going to test it out and see. Mm -hmm. And I think curiosity is a huge asset when we're investigating making change. You don't have to say, you know, and I always use this example of, you know, when I was a makeup artist, I used to see photographers or stylists or people who did things that I thought looked really cool. And I would always think in my head, like, photography looks cool. Maybe I should investigate photography. But at the time, it was like, I'm going to be a photographer, so I can't be a makeup artist <laughs> anymore. I need to buy five thousand dollars worth of equipment and do this thing, and then you right. know, then it falls apart because you're like, I so can't be a pressure. photographer. I don't have the education. <laughs> I don't have. What if you just fucking took a photography class, right? What if you're just curious about? I want right. to see. Does this look and feel like something that I want to do for the long term? Experiment. Yeah, just see. You're not bound by saying like just because you like cupcakes. And you think maybe I should be a baker. Okay, take a baking class. Go buy a book and a cupcake tin and make some cupcakes yeah. and see. You know, I, you know, and I think allowing ourselves to be always in process and, in you know, evolution with our experience. You know, my radio show is a perfect example, which you can go to andermartin.energy. And <laughs> you know, I agreed to do this radio show. I think it was 18 episodes that I signed up for last year. Um, or last year. Well, no, I signed up for it last year, but I just started it in this past June and it's winding down. I think I end in February or March and I'm not going to renew my agreement because I don't want to do it anymore. And it's not because it's going to start your own radio exactly. channel. Like I'm going to be Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's not that I haven't enjoyed it. It's been a really amazing learning experience. I've learned a lot of things. I've had amazing conversations with amazing people, but it's just not something that feeds me in the way that I'm, you know, I don't look at that and go, yeah, I want to continue to do this for the next year or another nine months. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean that I failed at the radio show. That doesn't mean that it wasn't successful in the way that it was successful. I had an amazing experience and I learned a lot and now I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. I don't want, so I think, it's what we were talking about the goal idea, right? Having a goal is important, but it's also equally as important to be willing to let go of that thing once you've gotten it if yeah. it doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah. I would say that's another bullet point. If we're giving some things for people to take away from this, is like experimenting with things. And yeah. even if you're, if, even if, you know, it's something around, I'm going to come back to relationships. If it's for me, if it's, you know, eventually I would like to change the story that I have about myself. Well, that's not going to happen immediately. Right. And it doesn't have to happen for me to have a boyfriend. Right. But I can experiment, you know, if I go on a date with somebody, even if it's someone that I'm not all that interested in or I'm not unsure, I can experiment with the way that I relate to myself in relation to being on a date. Yeah, And then it's not so heavy, you know, it's not like I've got to do all this heavy internal work. It could be kind of fun to go, okay, I went on this date. I had a good time and I found myself doing X, Y, and Z in my head or telling this story or not being present because of whatever. And, Next time I go on a date, I'm going to try to focus on being present or not telling this story, whatever. And that is experimenting versus I can only date this type of guy now and every guy I'm going to date is going to be a potential life partner and so heavy. Right. Or I have to change the story
1: and get the story clear and understand it completely before I go on any dates. Right. Well you just take now, the next 2 years yeah. to figure out why I yeah. Totally. Your life isn't eat pray love. Like sometimes it is, but you don't <laughs> have to like go on this whirlwind, you know whirlwind journey. I mean, even though that sounds amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing for me. Like I was at Trader Joe's the other night and um, you know, my whole thing about being seen and being visible, I've started like, okay, being visible doesn't mean that I have to go up and flirt with every guy that I find attractive. Being visible you put it on your push up like, Rob exactly go. Hey. and go bundle <laughs> the the cucumbers. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I have to go say, okay, I have to be visible, I have to go find a guy that I find attractive and ask them out on a date, right? No. Being visible can be engaging in casual conversation. And I found this, you know, story come active. I was at Trader Joe's the other night and it was crazy because it was five o'clock and it's the holidays and people were just mad. You know, it's madness in there all the time anyway. Um, and the guy who was like tra- directing the line, the traffic, because the line is like wrapped around the store. Um every time I kept running into him, like no matter where I would turn, he would be there. And he was sort of making a joke of like, Oh, you again. And at first I was like, whatever this guy from, you know, just like I just went into shutdown mode. Cause uh-huh. I was just in like, got to get my groceries and get home mode. And I was like, wait a minute, girl, like go home. Why? Yeah. You work for yourself. You yeah. don't, no one is like waiting for you at home. Like, why are you in such a hurry? To And I re- I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. Here's an opportunity, Here's an opportunity for me to be visible. Mm-hmm whether this guy is flirting with me or not, who cares? I don't, it doesn't matter what his agenda is. Yeah. And you don't have to project anything onto him because I find that that defense for me is a lot of what I use to make myself remain invisible. Right. And so- Because you're a total bitch. Because I'm a total bitch. <laughs> and you won't talk to me because I'm a bitch. i fucking bitch. So I, I went around the line again and I came up and there he was again. And he was like, oh, you again? And I- just laughed and I was like, yeah, I know, whatever, chit chat, chit, chat. And we just had a small conversation. Nothing happened, right? He didn't like he didn't make out with you him. didn't make out with him. <laughs> he didn't ask to marry me. You know, it wasn't like it's just being curious. What is it like to just engage people yeah. in a natural, casual, you know, open, not defensive way. And it was in, in that moment, it was just a nice way to engage with someone who was clearly reaching out for whatever mm-hmm. reason. He was a friendly guy. And in that mm-hmm. moment, I could have told the same story or let that story, because this is the thing. It's like sometimes it's not even that we're telling the story, it's that we believe the story. And so that story informs our actions. Right. If I don't investigate the story that tells me I'm invisible, totally. I'm going to continue to do things that make me invisible and, and not even be aware you. of it. Yeah. Not even fucking be aware of it. And so that was a huge light bulb moment for me of like, oh, this is that story totally on autopilot, me asleep at the wheel, Mm -hmm. not being aware. Mm -hmm. I wasn't present because my mind was like, I got to get my shit and get back home. I Mm -hmm. was not present. And so that, and that was life giving me a breadcrumb. Every time I turned the corner, he was there. You have this choice. Right. And life is saying, hello, bitch. Would you just stop, take a breath and engage this person? It's an opportunity for you to be seen. So I did. And then he proposed to me. And now,
0: <laughs> and now, and now happily gonna ever have, after. I'm going to
1: have a hyphenated last name, <laughs> Andrew Martin-Simpson. Um, no, but, you know, it's like we have to be willing to, like, just experiment with life. If someone's chatting you up or, you know, flirting with you or engaging you in conversation, you don't have to know why. Yeah. You can just be present and go, oh, this person's friendly or whatever, and you explore that conversation.
0: Yeah. One of the other um, things that I had written down that I wanted to um, bring up as a point that has been really helpful for me in change is that change in one area of my life affects all areas. Mm. So like over the last couple of years, as I mentioned in my YouTube video, I've done a lot of work on um, self-worth around my money and being – better with my money and, and really being present in my financial life, which was something I didn't really want to do. Um, but as I started making change in that area of my life, it made me feel more ready and more open to make the change in this area of relationships, because if I can feel worthy to have money and abundance and, um, worthy of my desires, then I'm worthy to have the relationship that I want. Like it's all this kind of building blocks, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like a foundation that you're starting to build. Like I, these days I feel myself taller Yeah, and it's because of these little pieces of foundation that make me feel like, Oh, okay. I can inhabit my life, right? I don't have to be a bystander. That's a victim to my life, right? as I make change in my finances, that makes me feel more worthy in relationships. And the the ways that I made change in my relationship to my money is also very similar to the ways that I can make change in my relationship to my story about relationships. Right. And that's a beautiful, beautiful
1: point that you just made about feeling worthy when it comes to finances and feeling worthy and that you're actively managing it. Right. And that you're now sort of mastering that part of yourself. Worthiness always feels like worthiness, right? Right. Mastery always feels like mastery, freedom, joy, love. They always feel like it no matter how big or how small or what area of life. So when you are able to identify in one area of like, wow, this feels really good. I feel empowered. I feel worthy. I feel in command Now I know what that feels like for me. And so now I can begin to investigate the other areas of my life where maybe I don't feel that way Mm -hmm. and begin to see how I can bring those same tools or feelings to it. Because sort of back to what we were saying before was that oftentimes in the beginning, we can't if we want to make change or we're frustrated for whatever reason, sometimes we can't even give it words. You know, people say, well, how do you feel? Or what do you want? And you say, I don't know. I just, I don't want this. Or I just feel weird or I feel off or I just don't feel happy. That's a beginning. Mm -hmm. So just because we can't necessarily put it into words and just because we can't necessarily feel like we can master our relationships right then doesn't mean we can't. So starting with just like giving it words in whatever way, like every time I think about money, I feel tight. Mm -hmm. I feel anxious. I feel closed off or I feel small that is a beautiful beginning mm-hmm. to begin to identify how you feel doesn't now, even mean you have to change it. Right? right. It doesn't. And the beautiful thing is, is that awareness is change. Right. Immediately when you observe something, you immediately change it because now every time you feel that way, you're going to have a different relationship with that feeling and you're going to go, Oh, there it is again. Interesting. There it is again. And every time now, when I do this thing, I feel that
0: still don't know what it means. I, I just had a an image of like Sherlock Holmes going, "Oh, <laughs> like pulling out like a monocle." And yeah, going, totally. Oh, that's interesting. Look at this again, yeah, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> totally. The she wrote
1: like "be," and I think that's you know I used to talk about this a lot in my client work was be a fucking like detective, be a treasure hunter for any bullshit in your life. Begin to show up and move towards your life, mm-hmm. engage it rather than letting it push you into a corner and, scared of it. and feeling, yeah, feeling afraid or a victim or like I can't handle it or I can't do it. Turn and say, wait a minute, what is this? Mm-hmm. I have been telling my story this, you know, for 46 years, I've been believing this, or this is something that I just realized I always do when it comes to the subject of money or whatever mm-hmm. and begin to turn towards that. You know, these thoughts and these beliefs have been living rent free in my head for my whole life it is time that I call them on their fucking bluff. Mm -hmm. You either give me some information and you help me unravel this or you're gone. And one is the other, right? Mm -hmm. Once I unravel and move it, but you can't just be telling me this bullshit anymore and get away with it. right? Right. At some point I have to say, no, that's not true anymore. Or I don't want that to be true.
0: Or why is that true? Just start asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. And to go back to feelings, um, how we were talking about how you feel worthy in one area of your life. Worthiness is worthiness. Growth is growth. doesn't really matter what area of your life you're in. that feeling is the most important key. And that's something that we're going to use, um, the emotional architecture that you created and that you use with your clients, which is so powerful and so easy Mm -hmm. to easy to do. Yeah. Um, We're going to be using that as the guidelines to help get people on the path for a new year based on making decisions on how it feels. Bingo.
1: Yeah, because again, you can say, I want a house. I want a boyfriend. I want a better body. Those are all great things to want to work towards. But unless you're able to identify why you want that, like what is the feeling that you associate with those things when you imagine having them, start there. Because mm-hmm. for me to, you know, January 1, here we go. I want a house. Okay, well, I'm still in my apartment. I can still, you know, have $20,000 in debt. I still blah, 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 blah. Okay. So now all of a sudden you think, well, I have to surrender that dream. No, you don't. Because you identified that having a house equals freedom or having a house equals security. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you start with freedom and security. What does freedom and security feel like, Mm -hmm. right? How can you start choosing that now? Mm -hmm. Because the more that you choose it, the more you stake the claim to it, the more it shows up in bigger and bigger ways. And you create that momentum towards it. And that brings you to a place where eventually the house is a reality, or like you said, Maybe I get six months into the year and I go, you know what? I want a house someday, but not now. I want to travel the world. Right.
0: That's freedom. That's
1: freedom. Right. I want to sell all my shit and go travel for six months and then decide if I still want the house. Mm -hmm. So choosing what you want from a feeling perspective, that's the plan. That's the plan. And it actually kind of relieves you of having to have this big mountain to climb uh, I want to lose hundred pounds. Okay. That's a good goal. But why do you want that? Cause I want to feel healthier. Mm-hmm. Right. I want more energy.
0: I want to feel more vibrant. And it's so easy to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, I wouldn't call that a resolution. No. Um, it's just more of like a tuning in, right. Like, okay. I want to feel these five emotions as my main, feelings, Mm -hmm. which doesn't mean you're not going to feel these other things, but you want to be clear about, I want to feel freedom in my life. I haven't felt freedom because of X, Y, and Z. And I want that. And I'm moving towards that. And that's not really something that like at a dinner party, you know, when people are talking about resolutions and you say, I want to feel freedom. That's not a resolution. That's just, that's just something that you're creating for yourself. Um, but wouldn't it be nice if there were a lot of dinner parties where people were talking about that instead, right? You know, and freedom is an act of choice, and freedom, you know, it gives context to
1: everything. When you choose an emotional state, then, like for an example, you know, when you were at the, we were at the movies the other night, and you had that big emotional outburst. Well, sometimes freedom is allowing yourself to feel the negative emotion that's coming up, the sadness and the hurt and the pain or whatever it is. Because I did feel lighter after that. Yeah. Because you liberate yourself from that burden of having to pretend that you're not upset. Right. And when you let it go, you say, oh girl, I was like on my hands and knees for a minute and Mm -hmm. I was really, you know, feeling it. But now on the other side of it, I feel lighter. I feel clearer. Or if nothing else, I just feel relieved of the burden of that sadness Mm -hmm. and that's freedom. Yeah. So I think that, you know, yeah, it's important to have concrete things, but if we're not digging deeper to get to what is the feeling beneath that, Mm -hmm. then we're maybe setting ourselves up for something that in six weeks or whatever, we're going to be like, well, fuck it. I don't have the house. So whatever, I'll just stop trying. Right. I'm really excited. You know, I think this um, Transformation Lab is something that is a beautiful way for people to come together consciously, support
0: themselves by this choice, support each other. I've always found that anytime I've um, I have signed up for a workshop or an event, even if I wasn't really sure why, except that I knew this feels go back to feeling this feels like the right move to make Mm -hmm. Um, anytime I've done that and signed up for something like that. There's never been a time that I have invested in something like that and regretted it. And more than 50% of the time, I didn't even know what I was going to get out of it, but I knew something was there for me. Being in a group of people that are all like-minded that are, have the same goals for themselves is such a beautiful thing. Cause I, I I'm thinking of one, like a couple of years ago that I went to where it was a huge event And people got to speak like the microphone got passed around to certain people. And, and I learned so much from the bravery that the other people had, Mm -hmm. that it allowed me to go deeper than I would if I was by myself or even sometimes one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Um, Because it it does allow you to see that you're not the only one. And sometimes that you wouldn't trade your perceived problems for anybody else's. You're like, oh, hold on. I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally.
1: And to, you know, for you and I to be there to hold a space and to walk with people through this experience and be with them that is a thing that can i think bring a lot of safety and comfort to people of saying okay you know what i don't have to show up with an answer right i just have to show up and be willing to explore and to investigate and to feel where i am and to know that i'm in a space where it's safe for me to do that there's no judgment here that the two people who are you know sponsoring this workshop have had their own stuff oh, that totally. they dealt with i mean i've been there i can say you know i may not have the same experience that people do i mean i have the same you know, details in my life, but I know what it feels like to be terrified. I know what it feels like to be, to feel powerless and feel afraid and ashamed and all of that. And I think we get so afraid of those feelings because we're just so afraid I'm the only one or I'm going to be judged. And it feels very isolating. Yeah. And when you do sit in that room with other people and you realize like, Oh, everyone deals with this in their own way. Mm -hmm. It's like, you breathe a sigh of relief and you're like, Oh, finally I can just stop pretending that I've got it all figured out. Yeah. And it's a
0: place where you can begin to investigate what do you really want yeah, and I'm excited for you know this is growth for us, yeah this is us following the breadcrumbs of like we knew we wanted to be together in San Francisco and to record this podcast together, and just the natural evolution of this working together is like we have um, complementary skill sets yeah. That we've both honed really well on our own, in our own practices, and being able to use the body, to use energy, to use intuition, to use coaching all together is so exciting. Yeah. And I'm really excited to work with you.
1: I am really excited too. I think we're going to have a great time. And it is, it's those combinations of the wisdom of the body and getting into the body and being present in the body. And then also exploring the non-physical aspects of who you are, your energy and your emotion and your, just your being and how those different levels of self are actually very complementary and they represent the entirety of who you are. You know, sometimes we're, you we were talking about this before, sometimes we're very, very grounded and in our head and in our body and we're very left brain, mm-hmm. very logical, and very rational, or we're very right brain and we're airy fairy and we're up there and we're abstract and we're not grounded. And both of those are their own perspective and there's nothing wrong with those. But what happens when you explore both parts of yourself? Mm-hmm. What happens when you let yourself be a little more grounded and rooted Or what happens when you let yourself go a little bit and go to the abstract place and explore that. And that's really what, you know, this is, is day one is really getting into that emotional feeling self and really sitting with where you are. And day two is about, okay, now I want to take the tools that my, or the breadcrumbs that my emotional self has shown me and use that to actively now create something new for myself. Yeah. And that's fucking powerful. Cause what it does is it shows you that you have the capacity within you to create whatever you want always.
0: Right. And once you have a taste of that, then it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. area of your life you're focusing your attention on.
1: Yeah. Then you really are fucking murder. She wrote and you're like, all right,
0: <laughs> I'm going to find all the fucking bullshit in here. Where's my
1: magnifying glass and my trench coat <laughs> laser eyes. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so we'll put the description, um, and the link to sign up in the, um, in the uh, description on the on the video, so people can check that out. Um, again, it's 13th and 14th. Yep, January 13th and 14th, that lifted from 11 to six. The Saturday and a Sunday, and there's only 10 spots total, and we already have one signed up, so there's only nine spots left.
0: We are excited for people to, that are ready to sign up, to sign up, and if yeah. you're wondering if you're ready and you wanna reach out to us, feel free. Yeah, totally. And there is an intake form that we're asking people to fill out just to
1: get clear on what their intentions are and their expectations are. Um, Because this, you know, honestly, this isn't for everybody. Like this is really for people who are ready to say, you know what, I have maybe I don't have the answers or the game plan, but I'm ready to make this a new year. I want to get off that treadmill of the same shit different year
0: and really make 2018 my year of exploring my potential and actively using it. And if it feels like this is something that's right, even if it feels scary, I will 100% tell you that you should follow that because yeah. like I mentioned earlier, I've done that and it has always worked out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Move into that discomfort and be curious. That's right. <laughs> Just explore. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening.
0: Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
1: Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan. Are we forgetting? Festival of Lights. <laughs> Festivus. I don't know. Whatever else we're, we're getting. And then have a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Bitch. <laughs> it's, a gay day. it's the gay thing.